What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Say hello to my co-host, Sharona. So, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 3 is finally aired. We waited one full week to get this. We are very grateful for the show because now we know what it feels like to have it taken away. So, we have no time to BS, so we have to jump right in. So, Chris is on the plane. She goes to Bogota. She meets Jimmy for the first time. And I feel like their meeting went well. And I feel like the chemistry was there. She was a little annoyed about this apartment that Jimmy picked out kind of without her approval. Like she didn't see it. And she also went above their limit of how much it should be. And it also was empty. So why didn't she like get any furniture? Like I'm getting a weird feeling. I'm just going to say the feeling that I'm getting. I'm feeling like Jimmy or is it Jamie? Maybe it's Jamie. I feel like Jamie might be like using money that Chris is bringing to live off of. But it's weird because she told her friends she works all the time. So isn't it weird that she got to the apartment that was completely empty? Like none of her furniture came from her old place. I don't know. I'm just getting a weird vibe. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you bring your furniture to your house? She was like, oh, well, right. me, and, me and Chris can just furnish it. Like, I'm so excited to go furniture shopping. It's like, but where's your old stuff? Well, you just have a bed. Just want them to have that chemistry. And they kind of had that that chemistry we watched as they were kicking everyone out of the bedroom. And I love those boob pillows, by the way. I was actually on Google trying to see where I can buy those. Those are cool. I'm obsessed. But I feel like the chemistry is there because we have to remember in eight days from that day, they have to get married. So that was where I'm really worried. And I'm just like, if there's no chemistry, we can't get along that we're going to so I'm hoping that they're able to get along because they literally are the ones this season that are just meeting. Like everybody else has seen each other, experienced each other's company. Chris and Jamie are the ones that worry me the most because they mm -hmm. seem to be getting married the fastest and they know each other the least. Yes, same. Uh... So Jen hopped on a plane, right? And she left Oklahoma and she's headed to India. And okay, so I want to touch on a few points in this story that caught my attention right away. She's going there to live with Rishi, but not live with Rishi because she's got an apartment that Rishi will not be living in with her. So she's kind of moving to India independently. Mm -hmm. And then Rishi's family doesn't know that she's coming. Because at first I thought, oh, she's going to tell them that this is his friend from America and it's platonic. I don't feel like they know that she's physically going to be there at all, which is even more strange. He won't even tell them that they're friends or they're even interacting. And then we saw his mom say that there are some prospects of families who want to offer up their daughters to mm -hmm. him for an arranged marriage. And his uncle said this needs to take place this year either way. Now, Rishi did say... I'm not going to marry one of these women. I would only marry Jen or no one at all. But I don't know if that's a true statement because in the Indian culture, you would marry the person that your parents ask you to. Because we remember with Jenny and Samit, Samit did marry that woman that his mom picked out. It didn't work out, but he did do what the family asked of him. Now, I don't know if Rishi is just a stronger willed person and he's going to go against what his mom says, but I don't feel like he would because after his dad passed away, he became the key person of the family. And he is the one that sets the example for everyone else. So I'm even more worried for Jen. I feel like I was worried all along because the text messages and him messaging her friend Randy and asking where she lived and all these things. But I'm a little more worried because I feel like she's living independently. And it's very possible that her, if her and Rishi went left, he could just ghost her, right? Because does she even know like where he physically lives with his family? Like what if she needed to find him and she doesn't even know where he is? Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like the I don't even really see I don't know the chemistry like I, we haven't seen it yet but I right. feel like I feel like he's a lot of talk to her 
And I don't feel like we're going to see a lot of action, especially like regardless of what he was saying, like, oh, I just want to marry Jen. Your family is going to try to make you marry someone. And unless you tell them they're going to continue. And what are you going to do when they have this other woman that you're just supposed to marry? Because over there, that's so normal. So just tell them about this girl or I don't know, because I feel like you what you said, like she's going to live independently so he can do whatever he wants. And she doesn't know what he's doing. And she, if she doesn't even know where he lives, how is she going to track this man down? I don't know. It seems like a nightmare waiting to happen. I know. I'm terrified. And her family feels the same way. They wanted to be so supportive. I love her brother, Charles, because Charles is just like, history has told me, you know, and experience has told me this is a horrible idea. But he was right there at the airport with Jen, and he was trying to be supportive. And her family, they all were being supportive, but they were all in the car like, what are we doing? Why are we driving her to the airport to go see be with this guy who doesn't even claim her, who doesn't even want to live with her? She's going to be in this foreign country all by herself, living by herself, and she'll see him whenever he can. It's kind of like she would be the other woman. And I know it's just to his family, but it's mm -hmm. still like she's the other woman because he'll come over whenever he can get away. You know, and I feel like that's not the type of relationship she deserves. And she said that this is her last shot at love. Jen, I don't know if this is the right shot to take for the last opportunity. I really don't. Yeah, I feel the same way. So I want to talk about Danielle and Johan real quick, because we know that Danielle is moving out of NYC because it's extremely expensive. I do not disagree with Danielle there. She's moving to the Dominican Republic with her husband, Johan. We learned that he opened a business, a butcher shop. Now, she kind of gave him an ultimatum about the business because it isn't making money. But I will say a lot of businesses don't profit in the first one to two years. When you start, especially food-oriented businesses, they don't pull a profit for a while. So she was giving him eight to nine months before they might have to close this business because she feels like she would be bankrolling the business. And that could possibly be true. But what I really want to talk about is she decided that she wants to live in a luxury apartment. And I don't want to say luxury because it's luxury by the standards of the Dominican Republic. When they showed the bathroom and it was a closet with a toilet, I was like, this is not $2,000. I am not looking at $2,000. But the issue is she said that New York was too expensive. But for $2,000 a month for a very small apartment, why didn't they just go to New York? Like, that's my real question. And she's asking Johan to help her with this astronomically expensive apartment. And we know that Johan is not capable of affording something like that. We saw the place, the very humble home that he lived with his family. And he said it was about 16 of them in that small space. So if he was able to afford something like this, they would have already lived in it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like she's expecting a lot. And... I hate to say it that way, but she knows where he comes from. She, kn she knows the country, and she's expecting what she's having in America. But you, you can't, I mean, she's going to pay an American price for something that's a Dominican apartment that is not up to, like, the exact standards that she wants, and he can't help her because he needs to focus on his business, too. I get it. She said that's not profitable or whatever, but he still needs to focus on it if that's something that he really wants. So I feel like they're just not on the same page. And like you said, they could have just gone back to New York or they could have gone anywhere else in the United States that's cheaper. Yeah, $2,000 a month, like in Florida, gets you a house, four bedrooms, a pool in the ground, you know, a two-car garage. You're looking at a, a pretty nice life, not this tiny little apartment. 
And she said something that really, really America found to be very disrespectful last night. She said that if you're not going to be paying and helping contribute to our lifestyle, you are going to take on the role of a wife. And that was extremely disrespectful. And I know in Dominican standards, the Dominican men don't typically let women talk to them that way. They are very dominant in their culture. And we learned by watching the family of Chantel that a lot of Dominican men have multiple families and, you know, they have kids by different women. And this is just a practice that isn't, it isn't, I don't want to say that it's accepted, but it's not widely rejected either. Like a lot of women will say, oh, well, he does have a family and kids, but I'll still talk to this man. I'll still be in a relationship with this man. You know, in America, we that would never fly. If a woman finds out that a guy has a wife or kids or a family, she's done. Like there's absolutely nothing. But in that culture, you know, the men kind of call the shots and they're very dominant in the situation. So when she said that to him, I was like, not only is that disrespectful, but I want to back it up because she knew that Johan wasn't able to make a lot of money. Like he is doing well. He is helping to take care of his family, but a $2,000 a month apartment, you know, that's a lot even for someone living in America with a good job. So mm -hmm. I just feel like Danielle might actually be a little confused. I feel like she might not realize that she's the sugar mama in this situation and Johan is the sugar baby. Because she keeps asking him to contribute. And I'm thinking like, well, when it comes to Dominican men, I don't want to stereotype, but when they marry an American woman, there are certain expectations that they expect. And, and I think that her friends were talking about it, the swanky panky. They expect the woman to provide a lot more than in a normal relationship. When they, they work at a resort and they're purposely there looking for American women, um, they're expecting a little more than just a 50-50 relationship. They're kind of expecting to be given more. And I don't want to call Johan, in, put him in that category, but I don't think that he married Danielle thinking that it was going to be a 50-50 relationship. I think when he ate like a few hundred dollars worth of peanuts, that kind of sealed the deal for me that he kind of thought that he was going to be taken care of, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He definitely wants someone to take care of him. You can kind of tell. Um, but she knew what she was doing. And the fact that she went to the DR, not telling him that she wants to just live there and not move back to NYC when that's what he wanted originally. And that's what they had talked about. So I feel like they're both not, they're not on the same page. They need to get it together. And it's true. Like, he wants to be taken care of. That's what he's expecting. She is mm -hmm. now expecting him to do stuff that, she knows that he can't do. So, like, where, where are we going from here? What, what are we doing? Well, she claimed that if he doesn't step up and help pay for things, that the relationship probably won't work. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to change. And in the DR, there's only there's a financial cap on how much you can really make, even with two and three jobs. We learned that, you know, watching 90 Day, watching Pedro, watching Family mm -hmm. Chantel, watching their family. Pedro's mom was a lawyer, you know, and they still struggled a lot because there's just a cap on how good you can make money and income in that country. The wages are just so much lower and the, the prices of things are so much lower. You can't really, you can't really make that type of living and a $2,000 a month apartment. I just expected so much more. Like right. I did, I was like 2000, first of all, an apartment that's like Miami, right? 2000 a month is probably like Miami prices, but mm -hmm. even the apartment itself, it was nice, but it was not luxurious. I expected like a hot tub in the bathroom. I expected like a, a nice walk-in master suite bathroom. I didn't see any of that. So I think Danielle's expectations are too high. And it's funny because she said that she didn't want to spend much 
she went to save money and then she gets to the DR and she's trying to spend money apparently that she doesn't even have or that Johan has either. So I'm kind of worried about where they're going to go. And she wants to close down his business, Ugh. which I'm not even 100% sure she helped start because when she asked him where did he get the money to start it out, um, she didn't say it was her money. So I feel like, mm -hmm. does she have the right to tell him that he should close a business she didn't help start? Absolutely not. I mean, she's expecting all this stuff from him and then he tries to start a business. Then she's like, well, I don't really like this. You should only give it eight more months or nine more months and then close it. It's like, no, you need to let him try if you expect all this stuff. And the fact that she's saying that and she doesn't even have a job. I, mean, I know. Exactly. All right, guys, we're out of town for part one. We're going to come back with part two. It's my new favorite person on the entire planet. Her name is Debbie, and she's from Sugarfield, Georgia. And I have nothing but time to talk about Debbie. So we will be back <laughs> with part two to talk about that. I'm George Mossy. This is my co-host, Sharona. Make sure you're following me at all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com. And anywhere you get your podcast, you have to follow Sharona too. Her links are right here at the bottom. She's on Instagram and TikTok. We will talk to all of you guys really soon.